What up, everyone? The Dominators are back for episode number three. We are the hosts. My yeah. name is MJ, and I'm accompanied by my co-host Rodney Ansel of the Terra Squad. What's up, Rod? Rod is also here. You know, I'm just hanging out, being a nerd. What up, nerds? We also nerds. got one more person hanging out today in the so-called virtual nerd studio we got going on here, and yes. he's none other than the one and only Matt Sweets. Hey, what up, everybody? <laughs> what up, in buddy? the green corner? <laughs> what up, Dama nerds? Welcome, welcome, Matt Sweets, to the studio, to this oh. episode three of Dama Nerds. Very happy to have you on our first guest to the hey, show. dude, super happy to be here. Third show, yeah. three people. Okay, sounds good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, three's, three's all around. Man, this yeah. is awesome. <laughs> we're still working with the whirlwind check wednesday over here okay yeah i know but we're we're on that three try thursday thing going on over here you know yeah we're, we're in yeah. the future in japan we talked that in episode one we talked about that right oh right. got you yeah. okay there. future <laughs> the future life yeah so we're oh, super well. happy to have you on the podcast is is this your first podcast sweets um, yeah, this is my first podcast, man. Thanks for having really? me on. I, well, I think I've done some audio interviews for some other ones, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I think maybe I've done some interviews for a couple others, but not like oh. I feel like I was a co-part of the show in a sense. You know, I felt like I was a little part, but I feel like this is like, like mm. we're talking the whole time, right? Like you're not kicking me off, That's are it. you? I mean, not no. yet. No, no, you're still good. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll see how it goes, but so far you're okay. still good, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'll keep right. it chill. I'll keep it chill. <laughs> so definitely. So it's good. So everyone, thanks for joining. Definitely uh, check us out on the interwebs. We got a new Instagram page. So definitely check out Dominards Ooh, nice. on Instagram. And uh, definitely check us out on iTunes because we got iTunes up and running. So I know some people were complaining. Uh, YouTube, you know, when you turn off YouTube, you can't continue listening you got to always have it open on your phone or whatever. So go over to iTunes, download the podcast. Enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Thanks. I'm a podcast listener, so I appreciate that. I, I do I yeah. listen while I do my dishes, so, you know, I'll be tuning into the nerds. Yes. That's mm-hmm. good. That's good. What kind of podcasts do you listen to? Oh, I set myself up for that, huh? Yeah, um, come on. So there's a local radio Some, like, station. Like adult video type stuff? <laughs> no. No, not quite. Uh, not, I don't listen to the... the, the okay, I won't even The sultry it. voices. Yeah, I was going to make a really bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, there's a local radio station here, uh, KFAN 100.3, and every morning they have All a right. morning show called the Power Trip Morning Show, and it's three guys who are just guys and they talk in the morning and it's like on a sports show so they it's on a sports network you know so they're supposed okay. to talk about sports but it's yeah. like thrown in there you know but they talk a lot about just like daily stuff Whatever. and guy things and they give each other tons of shit and it's super funny so there you go I, power uh, trip listen, podcast yeah power trip and then there I you go there's to, also uh, if if anyone also if you search power trip just to tell everyone else just a little warning there's a great thrash metal band from texas that's called power trip as well so if you're in oh, for that nice. d- definitely check Dude. it out <laughs> a little funny funny podcast of some tear your face off metal okay yeah either or perfect <laughs> that's what's up um did a little little ask me another is another one it's like a 
hour quiz show, like live game show that they play with oh. people, and it's like word games and puzzles, so you get to play along, and I'm all about like all right. word puzzles and stupid stuff like that, so... <laughs> you know, listen to that. When you're doing dishes, dude, try yeah. to educate your brain. Dude, I try to do that. You know, I watch a little Fortnite, you know, while a little Twitch streaming while I'm doing some dishes, you know. Oh, okay, I, I play, okay. I play too much Fortnite, so I always – and I like watching it. I've never, like, watched video games my whole life, but for some reason watching Ninja play Fortnite is, like, awesome <laughs> to me. And I don't know why because it, he just murders people. He's so good and, like <laughs> – I don't know. Being a person who's not good, obviously, watching someone who's good at Crazy. something is awesome. Yeah. You know, and Fortnite is one of those games. It's good to watch dude, Fortnite. It's it's addicting, dude. It's like Kendama. Honestly, as stupid as that sounds, <laughs> it's like it's like Kendama because there's levels and there's like skills that you have to build by practicing. Like I'm totally. bad because I don't play enough each week, but like. If you yeah. just like Kenama, I mean, you, if you practice each day, hours and hours, you just start getting more honed, and I respect yeah. that, I guess. So maybe that's why I think it's so cool to watch. But gotta respect. Enough the about grind, video sure. games, you know. We we play Kendama. <laughs> <laughs> Screw video. Exactly. Games. Yo, straight yeah. <laughs> straight up. I'm almost <laughs> glad that I stopped playing video games because Kendama is just like such a better alternative. I feel. Oh, dude, it just so like, is. Even if you're inside, like the best is get outside. But even if you're inside, of course, yeah, yeah, dude. Video games are cool for airplanes, you know. Can't play <laughs> there or a car. Those are legitimate <laughs> spots yeah. because no one likes on a train in the car, dude. Unless you're full of Dama nerds, and then maybe it's okay. And even yeah, then, yeah. it gets sketch. You know, playing. Is, yeah, it really yeah. Does. <laughs> car Someone's... games don't last long, dude. No, yeah, definitely yeah. not. It's gonna break uh, something in the car or someone's face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, hundred percent, hundred percent, man. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on. It was really cool seeing you in Japan not too long ago. I was just there a month ago now for Catch yes. and Flow. Catch and Flow. You were yeah. one of the judges again, dude. Oh man, one of the one of the hardest things I do every year, man. Every is year, judging, bro. It's but but I feel better about it you know every year too feel yeah, more confident right, yeah. in my decisions definitely i i would i would think assume so because like you're there you're experiencing it you know what to pretty much do you know that you know the the routine it's funny yeah, that you exactly. say um how how or to see that you're a judge now because i remember specifically uh first catch and flow 2014 um me and you were like talking as as the games were going raw i've when rod was up i could just be my brain could be just <laughs> filtering this these memories in different time zones but i think rod was up on stage and me and you were talking and you were like we need to have like a western judge up there because it was just <laughs> it was tamotsu it was shimadera and akimoto yeah yeah and you're like we need to have like a, a better like freestyle judge a western judge who knows this freestyle stuff and you suggested Colin Sander. Yeah. And, we're, and we were like, yeah, yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. <laughs> and then next year, it was you. I got asked, dude. It's so insane. <laughs> it's so crazy yeah. because I do remember that. And I remember yeah. very clearly feeling that a Westerner needed to be up on the board. I mean, dude, we need another one. Let me tell you. We need another oh. one. The, mm. This year was the year I felt like there was just – 
I don't know. I guess it's it, it's so biased because the Japanese, like Kodama, knows so much more about the Japanese players than I do that I yes. feel like he has a different eye when he's watching them and his points right right reflect how much he knows about them in a way which i'm not like dogging it's more or less like you know and then duck duck doesn't know american or japanese players much but he knows the taiwanese players a ton so he's in it more blind than either of us and by blind meaning you have no idea what to expect out of this person so then to judge them is so much harder than being like oh bonds is up it's time to judge bonds or you know oh tomoki's up it's time to judge tomoki it's so much it's it's more different. So I uh, this year I felt more that like if there was another Westerner, things may have been a little different. Um, but I've never Ooh. felt that until this year. So are you saying that it would be it's better to go in not knowing the players? No, I don't think it's I don't think it's better necessarily. I think that the more you know about the players helps you judge better. So like oh okay okay the more you know about the players the the better a judge you are. But that being said. Kodama knows more about Japanese players. I know more about Americans. So our scores are different when those when we're judging those opposite people, right? As opposed to yeah, when we're judging yeah. someone we know. Not by a lot, but I just saw this year a difference even in Duck scores a little bit more because it was I, – I, I think it's because of how much we see them actively playing. And uh, oh. also the first rounds are also harder to judge than the later rounds because you're getting right. that gauge. Like the first person, I would never want to be the first person, dude, because yeah, the judges are me. cold and don't that know. Was, that was fucking me. <laughs> I was so bombed. 20, what was that, 2015? That was fucking 2016, me. yeah. I remember dude. everyone, like I was walking into the venue and everyone's like, yeah, MJ, yeah, good luck, good luck. I'm like, what the fuck is everyone like all <laughs> on me? Like, you're number one. You're the first one to go up. I'm like, all right, awesome, yeah. sweet. So I almost, I kind of <laughs> like the first position. Not Obviously not from the judge standpoint, but I like to just go in and get it over with, do your shit, and yeah. then otherwise you're just standing there waiting and waiting. Like, this year I was in the last group. I was one of the last, like, ten players okay. or something. And I was like, I, I have this bad habit of playing too much before I get on stage, and I do all my <laughs> tricks before I get on stage, and I get up on stage and I got nothing. And it's yeah. so fucking annoying. So like, <laughs> yeah. I, I I honestly prefer to be first. But that being said, it's like like you're saying the judges don't know yet. They're still kind of getting situated, and nobody yeah. remembers you because there's so many players. It's like, oh yeah, the first guy. I right. I think he was pretty good. I don't know, but this right. guy that just went, he was real good, right? Right. Yeah. So and I think like, cause how how are you are you allowed to talk? How how are you scoring that everyone? Is it just like one through ten numbers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's one through ten creativity, and then one through ten difficulty, and then you multiply it. So oh, okay. You, so if you you could be the most creative person and not land a trick and get twenty points. You know, if I gave you a ten right, for creativity and a two for difficulty. Right, but, right. You know, in the earlier rounds, a lot of things are like you know. You don't know yet. <laughs> yeah. By far the hardest because <laughs> in the earlier rounds. People aren't creative. They're just trying to survive being on stage yeah. almost. You yeah. know? So so my scores are always really low in the first few rounds. And then it and, and you always get a surprising person here and there, but like um no, it's and it's it, the judging is just unique, you know. We always I used to judge every category. 
and then and now the last two years I've only judged one category, and now Nobu right. wants to talk about judging for next year because he doesn't know if you know it's we're getting the right people on the stage, you know. Yes. And yes. But yeah, like I I literally would have done anything to get Albert into the finals. Dude was the bubble boy. He took fifteenth, mm. and I was like. I was like, he has to make it. How did he not make it? Who didn't give him points? Because yeah. he murdered. Like, he did stuff no one's ever seen in competition right. and landed it with yeah. smooth flow. Like, yeah, yeah. That that was the that was the thing that really, really like is under my skin and will be until I like talk to Nobu and try to figure out how to not make that happen because he was obvious in my opinion to make it and to have him not was like, man. What what right. went wrong? You know, how did that happen? What what one of those categories did he not fulfill that right right that yeah. someone else did better is so. But that's that's with like everything. It's like MKO. It's like with everything, you have to tweak it until it's everyone's happy with what's happening and everyone's yeah. still happy, right? Like except Albert, maybe you know, like <laughs> he, me and him are the only two who probably remember that he was the fifteenth person. But right, it's. I don't know. It One goes the to yeah, the different. It. It's worth thinking about it, I guess. Yeah, 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 and the different styles of competition we talked about in the past episode. Rod was, you know, mentioning how it's it all comes down to the judges. So you can't really say anything if like, Dude, and that's what real. happens. That's what happens. There's so many times that we'll look back on, like you can look back at footage and be like, oh, wait a second, like that was actually pretty sweet. Maybe that person should have gone in. And yeah. I, I personally have judged like really like small competitions that Sue throws at Sue Lab, um, yeah. and I remember like myself like scoring people, and I feel like at the beginning like I'm giving them like maybe too high much too high scores like they were too high, and then like midway I'm like all right I gotta like you know be a little harsher <laughs> on these people. And then I finish. I'm like, okay, that's the person that won. Then I look back at the like the footage, like the next day, and I'm like, I fucked up. Like <laughs> that little dude did so much better than the person who advanced. I was like, wow, it's it's a really hard thing to do. It is, man. And speaking of that, like, what about the the duo freestyle battle at the Battle of the Border this weekend? Like, I saw yeah. some footage from that. Yeah. That looked chaotic. It looked insane. Yeah. I mean, maybe it looked. It looked cool, and it. I don't. I have mixed feelings about how it looked. I guess I thought it was I cool, am, but I also am like, what in the hell is going on on that stage? <laughs> I was just talking to Coda about it because he judged that. Yeah. Oh, he he was a judge. He was a judge. Yeah. yeah. He just got home like an hour ago from that trip, and so <laughs> we were talking about it a little bit, and he was saying, "Yeah, it was really cool, but it was so hard to judge." That was yeah. what he had to say about it. It's like, because you have a team, like, do you, how much do you judge on the uh, team aspect? Specific people, yeah, or the yeah. aspect of. I think right, the way it worked was together. that you get a minute total between the two of you, and you have to tag yeah. the other person in at least once. And so you can okay. get a minimum. So, you, like, most people do like 30 seconds, 30 seconds, but then, like, you get one guy up there, and he starts just shredding. And then all of a sudden it's been 45 seconds and he's still going and it's like, oh, well, I got to take the other guy in. But you don't want to because you're like on a hot streak, right? So it's yeah, it's an interesting but part they, of it too. Oh, so they were tag teaming. They weren't on the stage at the same time. 
No, it was tag team style. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So it wasn't like I throw my spacewalk to you type shit. No, no. I see, like uh, that's where I was wondering where the rules like end because like, are you allowed to do that if you if you have something honed? Like, are you allowed to throw in like a doubles trick, like either yeah. synchronized or just throwing by a, sending your dama to the other dude? You know, like, exactly. Like that that could be sick. Like just throw the dama up in the air, tag. He catches it. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. catches it, kind of thing. Like, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. That's I mean, that I'm, I'm not a fan yeah. of uh, <laughs> wrestling by any means but there isn't there like tag team wrestling <laughs> and like there would be times where both of them oh, yeah. Yeah, of one team are in the ring like strangling the one com- other opponent yeah yeah totally uh, there is that is yeah. definitely a thing that's because wrestling is fixed and there no, are no, no, it's <laughs> no, no it's yeah. not <laughs> you shut your dirty mouth <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm but. sorry. Santa's real as well. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's hanging out with the Easter Bunny, waiting for next but I, year. I, I'm totally, yeah, I'm totally down with that. I remember like old school. What what uh what competition was that? Uh, Tacoma, where where they had yeah, Tacoma takeover yeah. with the doubles. Yeah, the one where the Gallagher's came and just absolutely oh. annihilated everyone completely and utterly just. <laughs> Seriously, they won two years in a row yeah. and then they didn't do it again. Yeah, they were like, "Okay, we get it. The Gallagher's exist. I mean, we don't have to do they this live anymore." Together, like they're always going to be <laughs> on point. They have the most time yeah. to practice together. Yeah, they're so per- they're literally yeah. left and right brain, dude. Like one of them's right handed, one of them's left handed. Like you, I mean, they, you, just, you can't fuck yeah. with that. Like it ain't fair. no. There's, they could there's be like cat dog, that Nickelodeon show. <laughs> yeah, straight up. Sweets, I feel like you don't know that one from your face. <laughs> yeah. Cat you dog? look confused for a second. Cat dog. Oh, I cat know. dog. Cat dog. <laughs> little fine word with little cat dog. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so good. Fact about the Gallagher's, just so you know, they're in uh, college and they live on opposite sides of campus. And oh, those same fools, college. Those fools, after a long day of uh school and work they meet up in a random room halfway between both their dorms and they just jam in empty classrooms on campus for hours wow to get their practice in dude i'm just i want people to know the grind is real of a pro kendama player if you're trying to be a world champ like straight he has to make time now to play because he's in college and but it it comes back to the twin thing too where like they love jamming with each other to where they just like they will go in the middle of the night to a abandoned classroom to jam with each other so that yeah. they can beat off each other in practice because it's – we all know yeah. it's it's harder to practice by yourself. There's no doubt Seriously. It. it really is. Yeah, especially with someone who's not your skill level too. It's difficult. Yeah. Mm. yeah, having the motivation of other people playing and yeah, like you said, skill level to be – to push you. Yeah. To, to, to match that level and then, you know, there's a little competition that goes – but that's definitely a huge thing, and I feel sorry for all the people who are like in the middle of nowhere with no one to play with. I can I see how they can easily fall who off. Who are listening to this just crying into their coffee? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's me. Salty tears. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, we're your friends. We're your yeah. friends. We're here. The nerds are here. The Dama nerds are here. Yeah. The Dama nerds are here to save their <laughs> boredom. <laughs> so let's get let's get a little nerdy with uh sweets right. since you're here with us. Yeah. Uh, uh let's let's go into the history of sweets. Now, I know with your, your your pro mod edit 
you did go into a little history of yourself and how you started sweets. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. If anyone hasn't seen that, which everyone probably has, when was that like two years ago? Yeah, it was. Yeah, the pro models are the now? almost two years old. Yeah, they're just right. about to be sold out. Just so anyone listening, they're officially all going to be gone and not coming back. So if you ever if you ever wanted that oh. Norks mod and didn't get it, you should snag now it. There is the they time. Are all but gone. Well, you meant that Matt Sweets mod, though, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I meant. <laughs> Who cares about Norks? <laughs> <laughs> Matt Sweetsmart. He sells plenty without my help. So, Right, uh, exactly. Okay. Get that Matt Sweetsmart you've been dying for, the purple and green. It will never be back again. So right. Yeah, if you ever, uh, for all the Shameless anime bug. fans for Evangelion, that's why you get that one. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Colorways. <sighs> yeah, dude. So was there anything that you did not mention in that, that like a little history wrap up on oh. your pro edit? Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, the, the, the grind of starting sweets was real and it comes from like necessity, not necessarily from me, like being this crude businessman who was like, Ooh, you now must be the next big thing. Like I got to start this business. <laughs> it was, it started more as a, a passion. Like, you all saw how I got into yeah. Kendama by watching the video, but then I didn't. After that, I watched that Kendama video. I didn't play get a Kendama for six, seven, eight months. Like I didn't get my first Kendama until February of uh, 2010. So in February of 2010, I bought my first Kendama and bought them for a couple of my friends. The and TK, the TK16 black TK, and then it was a sky blue Ozura and a red Ozura. You guys know what TK stands for? I do not. I no, feel like, I feel like I did at one point, but I don't know what it is. No, what oh. is Oh, please! I just thought it was naming. Technical kendama. Oh, that is what it is. You're right. Ah, oh, technical. It's kendama. a technical kendama. You know why? Because the bevel's so fucking tiny. You got to be so tech with it. It's true. And <laughs> yeah, that paint, that's true. That dude. paint is ice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like playing with an icicle, most definitely. The fact that I landed any lighthouses on that is ridiculous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you want to get technical, guys, all you listeners, get a TK. And the 16 16 part as well plays in there, though, right? TK 16. 16 16 centimeters long, right? It's the size, yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Very technical. There you go. Very technical. Aren't we up to 18 now with our Kanamas that we're playing? Some. I mean, I think... Is that what is it for the largest size for World Cup? Is it is it eighteen or nineteen? Hold on, I don't know it off the top of my head. I can't remember. I got one that's a two. I got a two percent bigger from. Look at that dude! He's got this. He's got the ruler with him. Shit is eighteen. Yeah. Damn. Eighteen. So we've 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 increased the kendama size to two percent from when we started. Yeah. Which we don't even need to go in. I mean, we can go into kendamas and how they've changed, which we guess we will a little with talking about sweets. But I mean, it's insane where kendamas. Yeah. Are. But we won't. Yeah. We won't even talk about it because I want to talk about the. I want to talk about the when I started sweets and like why I did in the beginning. Um, but I bought the kendama, the black TK, the the blue, uh, the blue Ozura and the red Ozura for me and my friends. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> when I saw kendama, I thought that like. Like, I had this feeling like I could be pro at something. Like, I was like, this 
this is something that no one knows. The people, mm-hmm. there are a few people who are good at it, but almost no one is good at it. So if I started practicing now, I could be a pro. Like I could be, <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say this. So everyone can take just, out the competition. Yeah. I, I wanted to be a Kusa pro. When I started, Kusa, Kusa had a website. They had their first video. Uh, but the only thing they didn't have Whoa. was Damas on their website, dude. So I saw people getting – I saw the sponsor contest and I wasn't good as Turner. And so I was like, I'm going to practice. I'm going to be like the next sponsor person. And that just led me – all that did was give me motivation to practice, like endless yeah, yeah, amounts yeah. of practice. And Play, play, play. I – I told this story uh, off the air, but like um, I stopped taking the bus to class when I found Kendama because I wanted an extra 30 minutes every day to play. And so every day I walked to and from the bus stop doing around USA because I wanted <laughs> to play. Like I was legit addicted and yeah. I, I knew I had to practice to progress. And so when I yeah. started Sweets, I was just like, you kids listening to this podcast who like got their first Dama and can't put it down. Like I was there. Like I lived yeah. those days. You know, I remember my friend oh, created yeah. a trick called El Tigre for me. We were learning together. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the old school trick names. I think everyone Dude. has old school trick names that yeah. we made ourselves. Absolutely. The best. What was it? El Tigre. El Tigre, dude. It was big cup, little cup, spike, bottom cup spike so it was like around japan around prefecture essentially in yep. our nowadays nomenclature but my friend gave me this challenge i was like dude if you can land this you're like the best like like <laughs> we went on this trip together with our i we went on the trip with these kendamas and it was three of us and our three girls and we drove to south carolina and we played the whole time and when we got there we played a ton and i i just i can never forget it because it was the time in when I remember being the most infant in Kendama and having it so vivid in my head that, like, that was a hard trick. Big cup, little cup, spike, bottom cup, spike was the hardest trick in my world that I knew yeah. at that point, you know? And that's yeah. so crazy to go back right. to that, you know? Because, yeah. like we were saying earlier, I don't think kids have that, dude. I don't. I Absolutely think some kids not. do that, but the, the amount of time they spend in that world is so much smaller now than – like I did that for a year. Like I did that for yeah. not a year, months before I ever got to Lighthouse or anything else. You know, it was yeah. grinding the cups and the spikes and Hell yeah. all that. And I feel like kids do that now for a month and they're like, Lighthouse, Loon, but they have sticky no paint. They have sticky paint. I was gonna, I was gonna say the sticky paint plays a big part. That's Huge all you part. need. Another big part though is seeing where Kendama's at, like trick wise these days. So these kids see us playing or see like. You know, Bond's on a stage or something, or someone yeah. on a stage doing some crazy, like, lunar flip, lunar tray flip, like, quadruple flips, like, juggles, all this stuff. So they're just like, oh, that's what I want to do. Like, fuck this cup spike shit. I want to do yeah, that shit. That shit's cup, cool. Yeah. Right? Moshikame? It's totally yeah, what? true, dude. <laughs> edit what? 7 was our thing. Yeah. Because Edit 7 is what we watched from Colin. Yeah, I totally. know I did. That was, that was my inspiration. That's what made me learn Kendama. Him and Chaz, essentially, were the two people... I watched the most, but Colin's Mojikame to start his whole thing, you know, in front of the mm. sunset as it rising, that like blew my mind as a yeah, beginning Kanama player. I was like, oh, that's so cool how we can clack it back. You know, I, I can still yeah, remember yeah. that feeling. I remember and, the same feeling. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy, dude. And now kids, yeah. the feeling they get is like, hold on, 16 tap? What did that person just do? Exactly. Like, yeah. 
but that's their level that they have to get to. So they have to grind harder and faster and more. And yeah. it was the same, but it's just different now, dude. And it's there's yeah. it's almost you can't even compare them because of the equipment. It's like comparing skateboarding back in the day till now. It's no, it's not up, even. Yeah. It's like there was no grip tape. You know, when Tony Iron yeah. dudes were skating in the right. middle. No concave, no t- tail and no, <laughs> yeah. no, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. That's what we Nothing. were jamming. We were jamming the lead paint Ozuras. We thought we were grinding exactly. the gold, but no, dude. We were Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were we were playing with ancient kendamas. That's definitely <laughs> a good way to look at it. Because yeah. it, it definitely the, the tools we use or the the thing is evolving to a better shape, whether we like it or not. Yeah, and that's like part of Sweets' story too, man, and why we paint is because of the way things were crafted in the beginning. Like, uh, so in February I got my kendama, and then for the following months I was addicted, like straight up every second I had after class. Yeah, I d- there was no moment I wasn't not jamming kendama. It was God, literally it like in your hand, clutch. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to pry it from my dead, cold hands. <laughs> and I had a job, and I would I was a server, so I had the wait staff, and I had the cooks, and everybody was playing it. Everyone loved the kendama, and I was the kendama guy. Oh, nice. Guy. You got people on it, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. of course, man. Like, that that's not a new thing that I started doing. Like I, cause <laughs> it's almost like in the beginning I was even more passionate about getting people to learn because it was so – so no one like it was zero percent of people knew it you know it now so we have new yeah it's it's getting a little more known where i feel less obligation to just force it in everyone's face but in the beginning i was like oh you have to see this thing like you have to try it it's <laughs> insane but mainly it was because i was testing people to see like if i should do this as a business oh. like do you like this is this fun when i see adults playing with this thing i was like okay if I can sell these to 25-year-olds, 12-year-olds should definitely love this little thing, you know? And the it was one person at my work who was like, dude, you have to quit this job. Like, you don't stop talking about Kanama. You don't stop playing it. You don't talk about anything yeah. else. You have all these ideas. Like, why don't you just go do it? And it's like, well, I work. Do I, I got to do this and that. And they're like, well, just just stop it. Just go start and whatever. Just and that stop was, it. The day I st- that's yeah. Dude, I just I just quit one day. I was like, okay, I'm done. And then I ordered my kendamas from China, and it was the single most happy and single most like dreadful day in my whole life when those suckers showed up because <laughs> three big old boxes. I spent my life savings so far, okay, which wasn't much because I was in college, and I not my life savings. I got yeah. a, I got a business loan from my girlfriend, ex girlfriend uh, from back in the day. Her dad gave me money so the money i had plus his money got me these kendamas and so i got three boxes and i was like oh my god i finally have kendamas like i had been grinding mismatched kendamas like it was not a good situation (laughs) i didn't even have one to jam you know like so was this before or after the pencil sharpener this was after. This was post pencil sharpener, dude. Like it may have been okay. It may have not been post. It may have been. Yeah. It may have been after. But the pencil sharpener is definitely a aggressive, oh, such a good video. Aggressive so way good. to take care of your damas. I looked yeah. for that pencil sharpener for months, dude. I could not find an old school sharpener. I was so excited. I was like, 
yeah, it's going to work. <laughs> right, right. Still to this day, one of my favorite Kendama videos. All the listeners, if you guys haven't seen this video, there's an old, I just got to <laughs> let you guys know. There's an oh, old no. one of Sweets. Just like, he comes in, he's like, I found the sharpener. You guys are going to love this. He's like, I got this dull spike. You know, you got this, when you play your Kendama so much, the spike is dull. You just stick it in here. <laughs> and look at that. It's like a brand new spike. And it just sticks a Kendama right in a pencil sharpener. It's Shreds I, I highly suggest yeah. if you haven't seen it, you should look it up. Oh, wow. I'm, I feel like I've posted it a few times. But. I know you have, know you have. And, it, and, it, and it gets a surge of comments every time you do uh, it's amazing it, I, it I might post hilarious. it again after this I might have to Dude, so update on the pencil sharpener trick uh, if you use a small tiny one that you mm. get in little pencil packs those actually do work yeah. don't use the one oh. in your school I mean <laughs> no. do school classrooms have pencil sharpeners they don't have those anymore no dude no mechanical way. pencils dude what the hell you dude. need that for no way just like they don't have like like uh, eraser cleaners mm. for like the chalkboard dude, you know and it's whiteboards yeah the old the old meter just dinged yeah. on the podcast or, or that or that it. big old rolling TV with the VCR on it they don't got that yeah. shit anymore. yeah projectors oh, with transparency okay. sheets all right all right yeah, exactly. i don't need to be depressed this morning guys let's quit with the talking about all <laughs> the shit okay yes. oh my god so, so you got so, okay you got yeah, so the three huge cardboard boxes of damas yeah. <laughs> okay i got my box of damas happiest day of my life i made my right. own model like white with gold stripe oh i was so oh. excited um couldn't so wait. were you gonna be pro then if you had your own model so I wasn't going to be pro. It was just like, if I'm going to design all these kendamas, I'm going to design one that I love the most. So okay. gold and white, I thought, would just be like classy as fuck. And it was. Oh, yeah. Until I started playing it. Oh, and being pro, I wasn't a pro until like 2014 or something. Like my first pro model Whoa. was like the Red Bull Kitties with Max and the Cupcake. Like the sp- all the ones that were sparkly that had the pro clear that turned to goo. Uh, yeah, in the in the sun. So the Hawaiian days. So it was like 2014. So oh I wasn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine's not goo yet. Oh well, you got to play in the sun of Hawaii daily. Oh and then God. Go. Yeah, <laughs> they they ruined our kanamas in Hawaii because of the oh. weather. But um, yeah, so I wasn't pro because everyone was so much better than me, dude. When I started sweets, I was like a noob. Like I could, I yeah. could, I could lunar and lighthouse, but like I couldn't put any tricks together. Like. That's why I started sponsoring Christian and Chaz and those guys in the beginning, the beginning because yeah. they were gods like compared Chaz. to what I could do. Chaz, Chaz was insane, dude. Literally one of my favorite Kanama players of all time up, and one of the biggest innovators in our world. And a lot of kids probably don't yeah. know him, but like no, definitely not. He, he pushed Kendama forward in his day. Like he it's was the, exactly he was the day. Ben Harold. He was like the person who was doing stuff that no one else even thought of like even thought he was juggling he was trading he was like he did ufo to lunar axe like, master yeah he did everything he, to axe every axe trick yeah. you could ever possibly imagine he, he did in <laughs> he his did parents it. living room with his dad on the couch behind him flicking through channels <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah dude it's the most like it's, it's the most big. simple thing you know but yeah. it's like, if you're a Kendama player and you don't know who Chaz Edwards is, you need to type into YouTube right now, Chaz Edwards, and watch it when you're done listening to this because Shredwards. all his edits are insane. Like, and the music's banging. Everything is just 
Respect it for what it is. Respect yes. it for being worth like, the watch. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's a big thing. Like, like we were all us who are really good were landing nothing when this dude was landing the craziest. So yes, uh, uh, straight up. That's a what, sidebar what? about the pro mods. You know, with, where is with, he? Where is he right now? Dude, to get even he, more. He's still in. His, he's still in Aberdeen, Washington, man. He like, he's just. Uh, He's not motivated by Kanama, so that's that. His yep, life that took a turn when, like, a lot of Kanama players who fade out have this, like, point where they either keep playing or something happens and they just kind of put it on the shelf because their yeah. life has other things that are just more important. And it's mm-hmm. hard to come back to it, especially in nowadays. Like, we're talking about how good kids are. How, All the kids how's Chaz yeah, going to yeah. feel posting now, yeah, being this yeah. legend, and then coming back and being able to not do anything like it must be hard internally but like right, right. dude told me he has memory cards full of tricks and max went and filmed an edit with him and like all this footage is out oh. like the footage exists but none of it is touched us or seen no no one's seen it but chaz oh like swears he has computers full dude. Of, of, of stuff so if anyone here can convince Let's break Chaz open the vault yeah get it to us i want to see it yeah I, dude i would die for Chaz edwards let's go Chaz. edit are you kidding me please so everyone send this to Chaz. make sure he hears this so that we go fund me start sick. someone started go fund me to Chaz. the dominards are summoning we Chaz want, edwards we want the yeah. edits the vault edits we want Chaz. yeah dude, it's <laughs> yes we do it was it was a different time in Kandama, and it was wonderful. And yeah, but back to my story. So, yeah, so you, so you sponsored him. Mm-hmm. So I sponsored him. He was the first, and then I sponsored C. Frage, the only person who's ever asked for a sponsorship who got it. C. Frazier. Um mm. because he was so insane. I was like, uh, "Yeah, you want to rep my product? I'm down." <laughs> so <laughs> solid, you know. And then there was a kid named Ben who was one of the first sponsored players and he was from Atlanta too. And he faded really fast. And then, uh, Mm. Willem Smith Clark was another one who faded in the early days. Who was from San Fran. He was really innovative, such a cool young dude, but like just kind of did it and then fell out of love with it. So that was Mm -hmm. what, what it was. He actually got a pro model though. He's one of the only, he's the only person who ever got a pro model who isn't on the team still. Like, Mm fun fact and those are probably like one of the most rare damas that we ever made was the william smith clark pro model i don't even think we have a fresh one in house like whoa so So anyone ever has one of those that's crazy so you (laughs) sold them just as your as a as a dama that's on the lineup he was a pro he was a pro next to christian and chaz okay so it was was christian chaz willem and yeah he was stated as a pro Mm mm-hmm and he got a mod, and it was a dope drama. But he just like he was a kid, man. He was a young kid, and he yeah, just kind yeah. of fell in love with other things, which is okay, you know. It happens. It's, but it's when people like fall in love with something else, but don't say anything and keep their status and like keep trying to do kendama when really they don't have a love for it, and then that's fine, you know. But make that transition. Make transition yeah. to the new thing you love without, you know, holding up teammates or holding up progression of of i don't know your own self if you you, you got to go Definitely. in if you're going to go in especially if you're a pro kanama player it's it's not something you can kind of have to it's you kind of got to be all in with it so right mm. um any case side swiped again yeah. side swipe all these side 
Yeah, it happens. It's easy. Yeah. Yeah. So you yeah, were talking about the happiest and saddest day of your life. Golden, golden white. It was yeah, beautiful. Yeah, golden white. Until. <laughs> until I took that <laughs> white with gold striped sucker out of the packaging and started doing my cupping that I've been practicing so much. And yeah. in less than two minutes, there was a pile of flakes on the floor. A pile of golden and white flakes, and, white flakes. And, and, and a puddle of my tears, bro. Because <laughs> my every dollar in my life was in that box, and it all sucked. And so, oh man! But but in the time, there were no other kendamas. I had right. the kendamas of the United States. There were not other kendamas to choose from. You got to choose from me or nobody, because Kusa did not release their kendamas until July of 2011. So I had oh, wow. I had that much time before they released their brand to sell to Americans uh, with their stuff. And the website didn't do much. Uh, like Austin Donovan bought off of it and like some people early in the day. A couple came to Canada snagged. for sure. Oh, 100% yeah. dude. We, we definitely had some followings in Canada. I definitely had some of those flakes at my feet in Canada. So there's for sure <laughs> at least one or two. It was tough, man. And like. We had to essentially, like, I sold a lot of those by hand and on foot out of my backpack. And what I had yeah, to convince yeah. people yeah. of is that the paint isn't what matters with these. The paint's there for aesthetics and that it's like a skateboard. If you use it, it's going to chip and the paint is going to fall off. So just know that buying it. And that was how I sold them to people. Was Whoa. like I prefaced the paint falling off. I didn't just sell right. it like, okay, here. I was like, no, okay, so the paint's going to fall off, but it's meant to do that because that means you're grinding and that means you're practicing yeah. and that means – Progression's like, happening. It's a sign of dedication. Yeah, I wasn't willing to just roll over and die and be like, okay, I'm wow. screwed now. I was like, no, yeah. I'm going to sell these the only way I know how. And so we did. Yeah. And, but that's what that's what inspired Sweets Kendamas. Like Sweets right. Kendamas wouldn't be what we are today if they would have sent us working Kendamas. We would be like Kendama USA. If they would have just sent us Kendamas that paint didn't fall off, I would have never thought about painting Kendamas. That that thought never mm. was a profitable thing in my mind until I was like, okay, but I have this dream now of now I'm going to be a Kendama person. Like that is the goal is to right. own a Kendama business and now I have these. So it's like painting was just the next step to get me to that dream because I couldn't sell these other things. And oh, yeah. so we – so we ordered 50 natties, and the next week we went to a friend who sprayed mm. cabinets. He sprayed cabinets for a living in his basement. And so we, w we were like, can we come to your basement, bring some paint, and try this out? And there's a yeah. famous photo that I post once a year of our 46 customs that we made in a shot. And they're all white and red and blue because that's Those the Those with like star stencils on them? Dude, we put stars. We put. I took like little notebook circles. I took anything I could find at the craft store and I threw them on that sucker. Like trying to create designs <laughs> and trying to, trying to yeah. just like make it cool somehow, yeah. you know. And we succeeded because they sold like someone wholesaled them in Alaska and bought like twenty some of them. And then when Ooh, people yeah. had the choice of buying like this expensive one or my shitty one where the paint falls off, everyone chose this because as a small business, they wanted to support me. And supporting me meant something I painted even supporting me even more, you know? So yeah. that inspired me even more to be like, okay, so we can charge more for these. People like it more. And in the in that part of the day, dude, there was – Sunrise had just started and they sold stripes like the ones Whoa. I had made. Yeah. Uh, uh, the first custom had ever been made with the Sunrise stars that were the, – the gold 
ball uh, that had the stars on it, and then they sprayed blue over it. Yeah. That was, like, the first custom, in my opinion, that I ever saw from when I started Kendama. It was the first person I saw, other than me, who was, like, trying to do it. And then Sour Mash wasn't far behind that, you know? Mm-hmm. It was... Or Ube, I'm sorry, was, was not far behind that. But then... I think Sour Mash also was probably not far behind either. Oh, no, yeah. He was 100% right in that whole mix of things. But, like, aside from us, those few people I just mentioned, you could buy Ozura solid colors, and that was it, right? Like, Mm -hmm, there were no other options. So our business model was, like, let's do everything as different as we can, give people what they want that they can't get, and... You know, that's kind of where everything started, dude. And it was, yeah, thinking about it, it's so insane what we did. Like, it was such a grind, bro. Like, working in a garage and in a paint, like, it's, in Minnesota, we worked in a paint booth that had no insulation in the wintertime. And and heated the whole (laughs) space with a space heater with paint surrounding, like, like the most Flammable. combustible thing. And we had to yeah. leave it on overnight so that things didn't freeze or paint didn't oh, freeze. wow. And, like, we were doing it in a residential area. So we were spraying paint just into people's backyards, and they were gone. It was, like, a, <laughs> it was a suburban place, so luckily like, no one was really at home during the day. But, like, yeah. towards the end, like, and like I said, everything happens for a reason. A, one of our friends came to us and was like, hey, I have a spray booth. I don't need it. thousand bucks a month. It's yours. And oh. that was, and that month was the month I started being like, dude, we're gonna get caught. Like a cop is going to drive up this driveway one of these days and be like, hey, what are you guys doing? Like someone said they smelled something, you know. Like any day I was waiting Damn. for that. And then, like I said, everything happens for a reason in Sweets Kendamas. And our buddy, was, like, he needed a space for all his trucks, and this one random garage had a paint booth that he had no need for, and he was just gonna tear it down. Okay, okay. And he was like. He's like, well, we could split the space, and you could use his paint booth, and everyone wins. And wow. that, at that point, we didn't have a thousand dollars, so I was like, how are we going to pay this dude once we actually get it? But turns out, having an actual spray booth allowed us to make more kendamas, and right. having heat allowed us to, like, you know, you work you longer, st- you work faster, you work longer, you work more, and then you can pay for the thousand dollars. Wow! You know? and so you were you were specifically hand painting at the beginning. Yeah, uh, it was always HVLP. So it was never brush, but it was always – we always have used car painting guns, which is called HVLP. And so like compressors were like some of the things I almost. bought the yeah, most. Yeah. yeah, it's an air gun. And, yeah. and not small airbrush, but like air gun. So I had to have compressors right, right. that were enormous. And I bought I bought six, seven, eight compressors at Sweets before we finally spent – money on a real one like it's you go like, like 30, two hands it's like, like double like <laughs> dude we would go on craigslist we'd go on craigslist we'd go on craigslist daily and look for new compressors that were like 500 yeah, bucks yeah. and we needed we needed like you know 100 gallon tanks that for all the pain could not be moved by humans without big trucks and all this stuff and we'd buy these old ones we get them to work and then it worked for like two months and it get too cold and then it would die and then we couldn't Whoa. work and then we would do the same thing again. We'd do it, and then it it would freeze up, or the lines would freeze, and then we couldn't work. And so we're like, man, oh, man. We, we if our business is painting kendamas, this is before we had primes. This is like we sweets painted every kendama for you know five years. I think 2015 was when yeah. we introduced the the F3 or the one that was painted overseas for the first time. But it was yeah, it was us painting every time. So if we didn't have a compressor, we couldn't 
paint kendamas. And so that was another big turning point where we're like, okay, we don't have $30,000 for a compressor, but we need this $30,000 compressor. So how are we going to do it? And again, just Man. things always happen the way they need to, to make things happen. And I don't know what happened around that time, but we got a big client and we sold a bunch of kendamas and we got our compressor and shit there's there's just like so many things in the story of sweets like i could write a book about all the small things that happen you know that people yeah. in Kanama don't know even friends don't know because it's it's my job it's our it's my it was my job to keep sweets Kanama's running and so all the things we right. did were to to just make that happen and how how far along were you there at this uh this point with the compressors since you started at 2010 2010 uh we started we built the we built it in 2011 the the in the summer 2011 we were we built the thing and then we sprayed through that winter into the next so 2012 was when we got the spot in bloomington 2012 was when we got the spot in bloomington and started having the compressor pump so so like probably like late 2012 early 2013 but dude also we have to have drill presses to to drill all the holes. Oh, That's something they came no without one... holes. Dude, we have it. We have no. Okay, here's another trial and tribulation. Built <laughs> Kendamas factory. We hand stained all our stained Kendamas, by the way, as well. Yeah. In the beginning. Yeah. We had buckets that we were literally staining things every day, and the, we're doing wholesale orders too. We're not just selling on the website. Like we're selling to clients who are asking for twenty, thirty of these things, and so it, it like. It got so extreme. It, it just – it kept growing. You know, we didn't have control of it. It just kind of was this thing that kept that kept growing. But we weren't smart enough to order Thomas without the whole – the bevel drilled because if you yeah, don't drill yeah. – because then you can paint the whole thing and drill the bevel and it's clean. We were ordering ah. them like this and we would spend hours with sandpaper on our fingers sanding out Ugh. every hole of oh, every shit. Tama. Not with a little bit of paint in it, but like a full coating of paint. And like I still have calluses to this day on my finger from where we did that because we didn't want to send out a product that looked bad, you know? So we so some of them are like you can tell if you have an old kendama because like some of them have like blue or green or red like faded from us. Like, ah, my finger's too tired, dude. I can't you had to just (laughs) give up. But that's like You didn't think of like some like some nib that you could put it onto? Instead of your finger? <laughs> oh, we we tried. Trust me, dude. We've we've yeah. re, we've tried so many different jigs and so many different things that like yeah. We tried Dremel tools. We tried like everything to make it faster, oh, and more man. efficient. But the more you yeah. add mechanics, the more you fucked it up. So imagine <laughs> okay, spending okay. all this time making <laughs> this kendama, and then at the end you like. Zit- oh no, it's ruined, you know? So like the only way we felt we could do it was by using our finger. So by hand. But that's like another thing when it, I give caressing the hole. Yeah. It's really <laughs> sensual for sure. Sensual. But when I sensual bells. I... <laughs> yeah, I... It should have been like your your selling point, your selling motto oh, back Jesus. in the day. Yeah. We we grind our fingers down for you guys, you know. Respect it. <laughs> No, I don't. It could be the new thing, pre-licked bevels. There you go, bud. Pre-licked. Yeah, yeah. they Soul just came out with those pre-superglued spikes. There you go. You just oh. got to get the pre-licked bevel. That's the next thing. Dude, 
Yeah. Cooper Eddie. Cooper Eddie, you guys watch out. He's got a product for you that's going to change your bevel licking game. Is it? No. Is it flavored yeah. bevels? Oh, I'm flavored, not going to tell yeah. you. I'll let, I'll oh. let, I'm just going to tease, you know? Tease you guys for Cooper Eddie's next great invention. I hope it's flavored Ooh. bevels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Raspberry flavor. But what I was going to say was that uh, nobody knows we drill the Tamas for the most part. Like your average customer really doesn't know that it's Sweet Ski Tamas here in Minnesota, that we do that to everything we make is drill yeah. the hole because it's something you don't think about ever. But it is, Rod knows, it's the most terrifying part of the whole Dama experience. It is the absolute fucking worst. Yeah, yeah because the painters spend hours making these kanamas okay like the nebula imagine the tama that we made <laughs> recently it's very intricate and very unique and puts so much time and effort in this thing and with one wrong pull of this lever it could go in the b-grade pile or the mystery dama pile like that and it's worth 15 less oh, or the fire the pit second dude or the fire pit which has claimed plenty of damas in its day you know no way yeah it's it's really insane, man. When you make the amount of kanamas we do on the level we do, there's there's just loss. There just is. You know, we have like a ten percent loss, yeah. at least, if not more, of everything we make. So if we make six hundred kanamas, we expect like sixty of them to be bad, essentially. Yeah. Just on average. Which Damn. is not a detriment to anybody, but more of a, it's like any job has that. Any any it's working a part of things, warehouse. Yeah. yeah, you try to right, lower right. that number as much as you can always, but yeah. It's a crazy thing, man. Painting kanamas is difficult and it is it is so hard now to think of new designs. That's probably like and we're tangenting away from old sweets into new sweets kanamas, but like it's the evolution. We're on V17, dude. And that yeah. was one year. So in one year we did nine Vs, and that's three kanamas each time. Some had five. So that's so it was twenty seven. Yeah, so thirty heavy. to thirty five Damas, not including pro mods that we're designing or collabs or like things that are yeah. designed in China, like in house. We have to come up with thirty new designs a year, and that's yeah. like it's so hard to come up with a new concept for Kanama because so much has been done now totally. that it's like you, there is no like it hasn't been done before because it has like for the <laughs> most part. Yeah, yeah. You can you can try to bring back like the Shin Fuzzy. Oh, Ooh. dude, no, no one needs to bring. <laughs> <laughs> It was a fun novelty. Dude, I love novelties. I wish I could make Yumu adding like kadams. stones, the half stone. So intense. Yeah, Yumu is the novelty Kanama Kings. Yeah. For sure. The stone Dude. one, the magnetic ones, the, yeah. the gift Kendama. Trust me, dude. That's the factory that made Sweets F3s. Oh, I yeah. left Honorui to go to that factory because they were better back in the day at like making... Mm-hmm. Kendamas. But while we were gone, Hunter, we got a lot better in practice. And Parker, the owner of Yumu, did not want, he he did not care about making good Kendama for sweets. He cared about innovating Kendama, period, whether yeah. it's for sweets or for not. And as a manu- as a client of a manufacturer, that's a difficult pill to swallow that. Like your manufacturer is right, getting right. the best stuff because he wants to sell it and make his name big, you know, where yeah, like, yeah. Well, you know, that's why that's what I'm trying to do. Wait a second. Like, exactly. And and that dichotomy just never got fixed and that's why we don't see much of Yuma anymore because, you know, he's relying on himself and himself only makes goofy kendamas and you can't make a business off of selling goofy kendamas. It's that's just mm. not a good a good model, I would say. 
even though they're fun and they're like my most favorite to buy. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you're not gonna sell the most of those. <laughs> definitely but not. definitely applaud to uh, yeah this the the paint the lab that you have at Sweets because I personally like I I enjoy seeing all the the different creations that come out uh the speed that it comes out too that's really mm -hmm. really awesome to see like all so much so much fresh stuff oh yeah dude i really appreciate it i i really do it's it's a grind it's not easy and like we're down like shane is our main painter i'm sure you guys know who shane is at this point shane's um, the man yeah dude and but he's like we've had to let go of people this year and so he is like the painter there are no other painters so everything yeah. at sweets that's painted now is 100 oh, percent done by one dude in the booth wow. so yeah we might and we like things are getting a little heavy in latvia and the kids over there are starting to buy a lot more so we might be getting some more people but like i've heard about it's that, like yeah. a dude Ooh, latvia yeah you don't know about that no it's the next hawaii do you remember no do you remember romania yeah yeah it's romania it's the new it's romania Ro it's the it's, kids are just insane dude. it's latmania yeah it's latmania they're crazy bro they're <laughs> they're they they have the fire and it's so cool watching things start all this fresh yeah yeah because there's kids now on instagram taking me every day i got my first lighthouse i just yeah. did it around the world and they're so <laughs> hyped and i just love it because like in two weeks there's a kid who's gonna post like triple tap juggle spike and he started when all those other kids did and he's yeah. gonna just ruin everyone's day and it's just <laughs> it, it, there's Except there's him. always there's yeah. always a bryson or somebody in the group who just picks things up way Excels. too fast and yeah. but dude they're killing it over there the guys over there selling them are so cool like the hmm. the people we have distributing our stuff there's sweets latvia account if you want to watch their kiki kendama it's they're like these bmx dudes slash famous rappers in romania that are Whoa. like they own the shop and they are the ones selling it and the kids just love it and look up to them and they're like they are like i don't know how to i don't know how, they're, they're like the like Lil pump and those people in america like that type of rap scene and stuff that's what these guys are in latvia like they just put they were like number three on youtube in latvia the other day with some music video they put out getting millions of views and stuff so oh, shit kendama's in the background dude they're making kendama cool which is like yeah. always the hardest thing to do in a new place but like because all these people play with it all their rapper friends and all their bmx friends are always hanging out playing with it so all the kids want to be there to see the rappers and it's just exploded it's from there yeah. so it's it's really cool that they like that kendama can find homes in different countries for no fucking reason it, like you just have to know one person has to know somebody yeah. who has enough motivation to do what me and Jake and Jero and everyone's done. Right, they, right. If you find that person, it can start anywhere in the world, dude. No yeah. one. I didn't know Latvia from from Bulgaria, from you know Kazakhstan or whatever. You know, I don't know where these places are, but I can tell you right where it is now, and I can tell you <laughs> where all these places are because Kendama has created that, and that's what's so amazing about our. Our, our, our this wooden thing that we call yeah, a kendama yeah. that I'm gonna yank yeah. spike right now live oh. on this podcast. Oh. Here we go. Three, two, listen for it. One. Oh no, oh. it's a miss. Denied. So Denied cool. by the spike. <laughs> I thought I would make Dominard's podcast history real quick, but I guess you could have. So. Better luck next time, bud.
<laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks. Seriously. Hopefully there is a next time. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah, we've been going pretty hard. There's so much information that has been just pouring out of Matt right now. Hopefully everyone's listening, yeah, dude. Yeah. enjoying all this history that's been 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 spitting out. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of things that like you wouldn't be able to just know from watching my edit or from following me on Insta or you know, that's why I thought the Dominators podcast was the coolest thing is because I wanted to talk I want to hear you talk about things from back in the day, I guess, because mm. we don't do that enough and it's getting to the point right. where we're mm-hmm. 10 years deep in Dama. There is a back in the day. Like Absolutely. Like there was there was a time when we didn't have Instagram. I mean, it was it was like a year, <laughs> but like <laughs> I just started uh last what was it last year when you guys when sweets held the prime artist competition that's yeah. why i started it no way no shit that's epic dude. Cool. <laughs> man, i was always I, off about I'm, I'm kind of an old man i don't dig sns so well but dude that's legit we i started the sweets instagram account in may of 2011, 2011. and it was 11. my personal account for like three right. years until Hawaii happened and then I had to get my own account. But yeah. uh, the world of Kendama before Instagram is right, a right. world that like I want to live in and that I <laughs> wish we could go back to. And it's right. like the ultimate old man thing. And like the, yeah. I know we can't go back and I know it's never going to be like it. But like when they say golden days, like I, I consider those the golden days yeah. of Kendama when yeah. those were the days. Yeah, dude, you couldn't wait for a new edit and you couldn't wait to see a new trick. And the next competition was like such a big deal because you never knew who was going to win because everyone was so good. And like, yeah, it, it's just it's not that anymore, you know, <laughs> right, right, right. If there's certain people at a comp, you know, who's going to win. And like, we don't get <laughs> to see edits because everyone wants to have the coolest Insta banger tomorrow and get the most views tomorrow and right they want to be the first one to post that new trick that no one else has done so why wait to spend weeks on an edit when you just got this yeah yeah. why kids don't know why because they never had to watch edits to feel (laughs) right that they never had to pop into vhs to like watch that skate video that they have been waiting all month to come out you know and then you watch it you want to go skate 411 like it's so it's just a different culture we live in and it's sad because it's instant gratification yeah. and that's like it's it's less gratifying honestly than putting out a full edit and getting that gratification for weeks and months and years and you know no yeah. one will ever yeah. remember your insta clip no one's ever going to go search your insta unless you did something insane like you're it's just never going to be found and mm. that's like that's why I love Matt Bauer. That's why I love Jake Weens, dude. The Yes We High video. That was oh, an that was so good. Yeah, so dude, awesome. They, Eighteen oh, minutes. I just I sitting so on that good. floor in Japan in that yeah, bar dude. watching that video was just pure bliss for me because that was amazing. I, it was so, yeah. Seriously, when I watched that, yeah. I was like like Winachi Kendama team like everything. All those feels just came right back. I'm like this. This is like what got me like so passionate about Kendama. Like stuff mm-hmm. like this, like it's not just crazy tricks. There's that too, but like you feel the sense of community that you want to be a part of and yeah. contribute to in some way. Dude, and that's what makes you want to be sponsored, right? You want to be on that trip with those people, right? Doing right, that absolutely. Stuff, you know, 
Yeah. And that you can't convey that through a personal Instagram page the same way. No. And it's just and yeah, I mean we're we're at fault just as much. Like team edits are less important when we're on trips because we all have so many other things we're trying to do social media wise that it's like yeah. how do we have time to go plan out an edit, you know? When yeah. really like that's we should be focusing more on that. But Yeah. You know, I that video is gonna get what, ten thousand views over a month's time on YouTube, hopefully. On Instagram, we could get that in hours, you know? Right. So right. it's like the people that are using what is the most effective is a lot more right if you're trying to sell kendamas i guess from a business Mm. point of view in my no totally aspect yeah i think personally this time is like with the instant gratification kind of thing like what you're talking about i think it's more important mostly to see like to see the people in person like so you go to these events Mm. and you show your face there and you get to meet these people and you get to feel what this person's like you know not just like see them doing a trick on instagram and then that's it kind of thing I feel like right, that's right. like such a bigger thing with the community growing, with more people coming to events and more kids and adults alike all being together in the same room. Yeah. I feel like that's much more of a powerful thing than edits and like Instagram can ever be. Yeah. But I think the next step after that is the edits where you can see people talking, <laughs> you know, those Absolutely. long edits where you see you see the humor and the camaraderie between the team members and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The B-roll. Yeah, it's it's it really is about that. Like for me, getting into kendama, like really, it was I played kendama for pretty much two years, Moshkame grip, and after that, after like it was pretty much two years, I was like, let me see if this thing is like on the internet, because <laughs> I was in Japan when I knew about it, so it's like people know what kendama is and like. I didn't really think to like look anywhere because some of my coworkers could like show me like do this, like put it on the cup or something. So yeah. for me, it was, yeah, Kendama USA, Matt Billard's. Yeah. Kendama USA murdered it, dude. When it came to a team edit, they, they let, oh, they, they made the blueprint for all of us to kind of, yeah, seriously, on, seriously. Up. Yeah, they really did kill it. I mean, I love the, the Terra Kendama edits, the Kenman's edits, dude. From back in the mm. day, those are some uh, of my favorite. Kendama Edmonton, yeah, 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 yeah Kendama Edmonton. I like number three. Ooh, I don't know one. this. I gotta go back. Oh my god, dude! Yeah. Alex oh, Smith dude. when when yeah. he was on like that was when Alex Smith was about to be pro. So he's doing crazy shit. Rod's doing crazy shit. Rick just started playing Kendama. Yeah. Everyone's got but, short hair. Uh, me and oh, me dude, and Rick it's... started together. Yeah, we were all in there. We were talking about juggle things. There's actually I looked I watched an old one recently and I actually did a juggle the spike in one of them. I was surprised because that's not even yeah. a trick that I do. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, even now, yeah. <laughs> so what do you guys think as uh edits and Instagram videos and, and clips go? What do you personally want more of? Hmm. I want I want personal edits from players. I want them to sh- to put together a video that shows me how good they are at this moment in time. Because, sponsored, non-sponsored, dude, anyone. Y- un- I mean, even kids out there who want to be sponsored, I am not going to sponsor you because you have a sick Instagram. Okay, yes, maybe I will. But because, <laughs> because it's 2019, okay? But really, what someone like me an owner of a company is looking for is a body of work is like you worked really hard portfolio 
having video skills is very important to being a pro, dude. You have to be able to put something together. Or at least have a friend who can help you always because if you can't right, do that, right. you don't get seen. I mean, yeah. with Instagram, you can, but quality is the thing that people don't care enough about. And without quality, your videos mean nothing to people like me who own companies. You have to like – Right, right. You have to show that you care. And showing you care is taking months to make an edit and putting Time, them all yeah. together and then mm-hmm. releasing it as this project as opposed to just spamming me with at sweets with this trick and at sweets with this trick. It's, it's one way, but a better way is to like – Put your heart and soul into something that you truly believe is you and then put that out there. And that's that's the best way to do it, without a doubt, in my opinion. Nice. That was a good answer of a Hell question yeah. I, I saw on Facebook Kendama community recently of someone just being like, hey, how do you get sponsored? There you go, yeah. everyone. There's one way. There <laughs> go back, not many watch ways. those old edits, take it in, learn something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then make something of your own. Yeah, and spend your time doing it. Don't half-ass it. So, Rod, what about you? Do you do you enjoy the edits or the clips, the quickness of just scrolling through Instagram? You know, I'm not much of a phone guy. I'm not a big fan of the phone thing. So I got to say the edits are more my game, my game as well. Right, I would, you want to sit down, enjoy. Yeah, I mean, that being said, it, I don't, it doesn't have to be like a 20-minute, like 18-minute, like, jake ween's video kind of thing you know but i would like to see some like five minute things you know something like that it's nothing wrong with that yeah Uh, i i oh yeah i could hear that but there's so many times where it's like if it's like five minutes or seven minutes feels like i always want more if it's if it's Mm. done well that's true sometimes you know that could be enough I'm but not saying there's anything wrong with the 20 minute videos or a half hour if, video. Again, if it's done, if it's well, done well, yes. you know, like like the uh, the Gallagher video, what was that mm. 30 minutes? Almost? Something like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, that's like a yeah, and that was more of a documentary than an edit, I guess. Yeah, in our minds. Right, but that like I I enjoyed that so much. Yeah, that, it was really good. You know, yeah. Yo, so I'm gonna switch the the discussion. You ready? Oh, okay. Oh, discussion switch. Well, I heard from a little birdie that you have an insane Dama injury story, and I need to hear this story. And I think Ooh. the world needs to hear this story. Birds are chirping. So, are you willing to tell it, MJ? <laughs> sweet, sweet. I do have a crazy injury story. It did not happen to me. And actually, sweets, I remember telling you about this, like after it happened, which was God four years ago. Three years ago, yeah. When like when do you still do like the sweets vlogs? Uh, we don't do sweets life really anymore. No, that was ne- that was a Norks and Coop thing. Uh, blogs, sweets blog. Oh yeah, I still do sweets blogs. You still got that? I remember like being like, hey, this could be an interesting story for your blog, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna decide not to uh, respond to MJ right now, and then that right now turned into a few months. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that sounds like me, dude. Honestly, you're so, not alone in that world. <laughs> so I will, I will re reiterate the uh, you know what has happened to my poor friend yeah. Adam. A lot of people say you know Kendama isn't extreme enough, so you know it's just a kid's toy. I don't want to play with that. I don't want to get into that. It can be pretty pretty intense, people, and I'm sure there's a lot of uh, people out have been have uh, I've heard have bad like back. Like just from just squatting all the time, or knees, or like shitty hands from from getting clonked by the by the tama or the cannon stuff. But I had a friend 
who went to the hospital and was there hospitalized for a week underwent went through surgery <laughs> because of a kendama injury kendama injury everyone here we go I, I don't think anyone's gone through surgery for a kendama incident well adam has straight up kendama so my buddy adam rest in peace no he's still alive he <laughs> <laughs> was just practicing this trick called what we say legend in Japanese. It's in the Japanese community legend, mm-hmm. which Rod is. Yeah, it's airplane, then pull out the base cup, and then downspike. Right. Legend. Been, been here in Japan for long enough. That's like a huge thing for like people who are kind of getting intermediate and like they want to show off. Like, that's a good one to do. That's a good combo. Yeah. So he was going for that. And instead of just from base cup to downspike, he's going to go from base cup. Do a Ken flip and then down spike. So he was practicing Ooh. this in his house all alone. And he, you know, he's getting tired. He wants to really get that down spike. So he's like really putting a lot of effort and strength into the down spike. And he makes contact. <laughs> Perfect contact. Except the spike was nowhere near the hole. It went just straight into the Tama. <laughs> and that shit just shot put like jettisoned itself right into his kneecap. Oh, it hurt, which I know we, we all get classic know, injuries. Yeah. When when uh, maybe you're going for a down spike, it hits you in the shin, hits you in the knee or something. It happens. So, you know, yeah. it hurt, he said, because, again, I wasn't there. But he's like, I'm going to continue playing for a little bit. He finished playing. He's like, oh, it day, oh it's it's still kind of early. Uh, I'm going to go to the gym. He you know, he, he works out and stuff. What's today? Today's leg day. OK, so I'm going to work on my legs. Of course, it's leg so day. Squats and all that shit. And I don't know what other kind <laughs> of exercise is working your legs. <laughs> works up a sweat. Okay, I'm going to go relax now. I'm so tired, exhausted. I'm going to sit in the sauna in the nice hot water and in, 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 the, in the bath and it's going to jacuzzi. It, it just feels so nice. Relax, cat. And <laughs> she's like, hurry up. You're taking too long. And then rides his bike back to his house, which is far from... God damn it. <laughs> kitty! <laughs> kitty! <laughs> it's my cat wants damn it, kitty! so rides his bike back to his apartment which is kind of far gets home and we work together so like day by day goes by and he's kind of like yeah my knee's kind of weird and i'm kind of limping now and the next day i'm limping a little more this is kind of weird and then it's really bad he's like you know he has this bandage around it kind of looks fat and he shows me and it's like a hole it's a fucking hole in his <laughs> knee and it looks like what i thought right away was a spider bite like what a, you know Gross. like some some spiders that have a certain poison or something where your skin just dissolves and moves like opens up like a flesh eating disease yeah yeah so i was like Yikes. dude you got bit by a spider he's like i don't know what it is but he was still like we couldn't he couldn't go get it checked out really cuz the next day we were leaving on a business trip doing events down in Fukuoka and so we went together we get there we do an event the next day rolls around and he wakes up we get out <laughs> from the hotel he's like yo i can't walk <laughs> dude what do you mean you can't walk he's like my leg it's grown to the size of a grapefruit just his one knee and he couldn't he couldn't walk on it at all we're like fuck what do we do we bring him to a hospital 
it's a weekend. They don't have the all the correct doctors to to help him specifically in his area. So they're like, all right, well, here's some like painkillers. What happened? You know, what what was this about? This seems like pretty bad. It's really fat. It's like, oh, you know, I was just playing Kendama and I, and I did this move called a down spike and you know, the Tama flew into my knee. And the, the, the Japanese doctor is like, oh, what kind of wood was it? It's like, oh, Sakura wood? Oh, Sakura wood. That's a hard wood. So, <laughs> that could have been so the problem. Ridiculous. Okay. Because he saw and he, he like it's it was it's not a spider so okay it must have been the kendama injury, no and he way. told the doctor that he worked you know he he had leg day that day and he worked his legs out for so long and all the hot from the sauna and and the jacuzzi and then the airplane and the air pressure the doctor's like maybe that yeah. might would mess with it too. Dang. He got a wheelchair and for the rest of the trip he was in a wheelchair. He was an old man in a wheelchair. Dang. <laughs> so horrible. we fly back to Kawagoe. Still, in, now he's got, he, oh, I think he still has a wheelchair. And he goes to a hospital the next day, and the doctor looks at it, and the doctor's like, um, we need to perform surgery right now, sir. He's like, what are you talking about? He's <laughs> right like, you, you are infected from the inside of your knee, filled with pus. That huge grapefruit <laughs> was just pus Gross, in his knee. dude. And so my friend Adam, he told me that that was the worst pain he has ever felt in his whole goddamn life. I and bet. he was screaming bloody murder as they were cleaning out his wound with almost no uh, Novocaine or local anesthetic. Just went in there and just getting rid of all that pus. Ugh. Then he goes over. They cut it open. They do small surgery to really clean it out deep. And they keep him in the hospital for one week. That's not that's not cheap. One week in the hospital so they can continue draining his leg out, the fluids, because after the surgery, his body's still, you know, putting fluids and blood in there that needs to be cleaned out. God, that's horrible. All because of a missed down spike. Oh, missed down spike, everyone. Jeez. That is week the most the disgusting story, dude. And that a Kendama <laughs> caused it is even more insane. Ugh. Watch out for those hardwoods. Those hardwoods dude. and those down spikes, everyone. Yeah, man. That's so I, ridiculous. Yeah. I had a down spike gone awry once where I actually got straight KO'd from it. Oh. I think I down? remember this. Yeah. KO'd straight up. So Must have been like a triple XL. No, it was regular size. It was just regular old Kendama. <laughs> same one you can fit in the KWC box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So long story short, I was talking about this Kendama trick that like ends with the gnarly downspike. Yeah. So I was talking about it, and I was like, yeah, and you just downspike the fuck out of it. And I wasn't even like doing the downspike. <laughs> I was holding the tom in my left hand and oh, the man. in my right hand. And I just hit it, and like when I went to just like smack the spike on, but when I did it, I missed the hole, same thing as Adam, and just oh. cranked the tama and just like launched it, and it just hit the right angle where the string got tight, and it just swung it, just like a perfect moon circle, but the string came up, boom, right to my elbow, caught me right in the end of the bow, and I, my oh. whole right side went numb, and I was kind of like, oh, like oh that fucking sucked oh wow i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna sit down for a second and then next thing you know it was just bleh, out ko uh, what out from an elbow hit 
Yeah, what is that? Apparently there's like a, a nerve in your elbow that's pretty common that if you hit it really hard in the right place, it like clenches all the muscles in your neck and cuts off oxygen to your brain. So What? Which is what happened to me, I guess. So I passed out. I didn't know that at the time. I learned this later. <laughs> Dang. But, yeah, it was pretty gnarly. I was in the so terrace big. shop. A whole bunch of people around were just hanging out, talking about <laughs> shit. And then next thing you know, I'm KO'd on the, God, ca- on the couch. My lord. Rod's out. <laughs> Good thing you decided to sit down, because I've heard stories of people getting messed up from passing Oof. out while standing. Yeah, I bet. Sure. I can, oh, there's a lot of kendamas in that shop. It could have been bad. <laughs> right against the <laughs> kendama wall? <laughs> yeah, down right, on you. right into the Dang. wall. Luckily, Dang, I was near the dude. couch, not near the wall. But yeah, That's so crazy. I don't got any stories gnarly as that. I have a pretty funny story, though. And this will mm. maybe be my last story. Of the of the day, I don't want to bore you all with my Matt Sweet stories, but I've gotten a couple <laughs> black eyes. I've got a couple black eyes from Kanama, but but the one, yeah, just what from, because like, you were playing around someone things. who's like, put that shit down, Matt. No, box you. Late Ken flips have got me before. Like where you go for the second late, and yeah. you kind of just hold it weird, and like it, it flies too hard, or like oh. flips back at you. Like I've, I don't know. Okay, but the story is. <laughs> Uh, my, my mother-in-law and her significant other came over to my house to hang out. And as always, I'm jamming Dama, playing, doing some space walking. And you know, when you space walk and people aren't quite comfortable with Kendama, they're like, Ugh, like, what are you doing? Please don't hurt me with that yeah, thing. And flying I'm like, oh, air, I'm yeah. a professional. Don't worry. Like, it's not going <laughs> to go anywhere. Like, Famous and, last words. Here's my license. Yeah. Right, dude. And then this dude asked me, he's like, Oh, so, like, does the ball ever fly off? Like, is that a problem? Do you ever have to restring it? I'm like, oh, we never restring these things. Like, this string lasts forever. Yeah, Like, it takes a lot of work to make this string come apart. And I swear to you, less than 30 (laughs) seconds after uttering those words, I spacewalk in the Ken snaps and zooms past this dude's cornea. Like it, 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 it gave him a haircut, you know, like it whiffed his hair <laughs> it going broke? 80 miles an hour. Yeah, dude. I was like, I was hand rolling. I was doing something and went to grab the Tama and it snapped at the base of the hole where the string goes into the can. And it oh. like, it was centimeters from putting this dude's eye out. And it is <laughs> to this day now the funniest thing that he loves to talk about. And he now like jams Dama and plays and like digs it and gets it. But he was like. I'll still never forget that day you told me that. I like bet. nothing ever is gonna happen, and then you don't worry. I'm a professional with <laughs> yeah. a kendama. So oh. that's that's my story. I, Matt, you, that can be your uh, clickbait for the podcast. Matt Sweets almost killed someone with a kendama. Yeah. with a kendama. You heard, you heard the story here today. <laughs> Lord Almighty, it yeah. can be yeah. a dangerous thing. Everyone, kendama. You gotta watch out for those damas. They're not as uh, seriously playful. well. They're pretty playful, but not as nice as you think sometimes. Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah, kendamas, dude, kendamas, wonderful. It's brought us all together, you know, Rod. Rod, especially you've been one of my good friends in kendama since we started. Oh yeah, you know. And oh yeah, we wouldn't be we wouldn't be friends otherwise, you know, if it wasn't for this little toy. No, yeah. So it's probably never would have met, dude. No, and now I think. I've traveled with you more than I've traveled with most people in my life, so it's mm-hmm. pretty uh, pretty crazy how that yeah, goes, dude. you know. I mean, I'm living in Japan right now because of Kendama as well. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> You're running a company yeah. because of Kendama, like. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it really is. We have a lot to thank for Kendama. There's no doubt about that. Hell yeah. 
can do a lot to a person's life. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. It's intense. Well, on that note, I think maybe we've been nerding out long enough for this session. What do you guys we've think? Been, yeah. Yes, we've been grinding really hard on this. Yeah. We got yeah. a special guest, you know, so hopefully everyone's enjoying all the talks that has happened and the length of this one. Oh, yeah. It's nice and beefy. Yeah, beefy. dude. Well, I, I appreciate it. I got lots more stories, too, about all kinds of Dama trips. <laughs> so we should almost do oh, like yeah. a Dama trip. Ooh, Dama trip episode be... where we just talk about shicey shit that happened because we got <laughs> more than a few stories I think, for, to fill a podcast full of that. Absolutely. I'll come back anytime you guys want me. I appreciate you having me. I'm, I'm stoked to, to hear it air. Hell Definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Check out our Jama nerds. We got an Instagram going up, so check it out there. If you have any questions, you know we're going to start up some questionnaires, answering some questions, Q&A on the show. But make sure to check out iTunes. We got the podcast on iTunes now for everyone to enjoy. Subscribe. On that note, that's it. Yeah. Dama on, nerds. Dama on, nerds. <laughs> yeah. Keep it spiky and fresh. Everyone, thank you so much, Dama nerds. Until See next you. time. Out. Peace.